This is Emily Cohen, and you're listening to The Way with Sarah and Stacy. I'm Sarah Raggi. And I'm Stacy Griffith. And this is The, the Way. Way. The behind-the-scenes methods of today's health and wellness superstars. Right. Sometimes I feel like we should have music playing when we have our guests arrive. Yeah. Like, bam, to bam, like a little, Yeah, just like a little, <laughs> da na na da na na right, little like, thriller <laughs> for, like, when the um, boxers come out, like, with their, yeah. with their uh, garb on and, like, play a theme song. Yes, or the baseball We player. should ask our guests what their theme song would be. Yeah, Am that is a really good question. <laughs> oh, so, great. Emily, what would your theme song, what would your theme song be? Paradise by the Dashboard Lights is my go-to every time. Wow. <laughs> Always karaoke, singing in the shower. Why am I struggling Always. with the way that song starts? I remember every little thing as if it happened only yesterday. Parking by the lake and there was meatloaf. Remember? And in the middle, oh. there's that weird baseball part. The yes. And Emily loves baseball I more than baseball. any Do you? man you ever met. Are you Mets or... Yankee. Yankee. Wow. I'm the good team. She's always asking me if it's okay she can have a hot dog at the game. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm like, you can have one. Don't they, oh have, they have the healthy hot dog there now? Don't I don't they? know. Is there such thing as a healthy I hot know. dog? That's my question. No, there's a vegan hot dog, oh. I think. Oh. No, but she needs the real. I'm not looking for She's that. She's not all looking right. for that. Not going to lie. There was one time we shot this podcast, and I hadn't eaten all day, and I walked down that way to get uh, an Uber. Did you get a hot dog? I did. <gasps> was it amazing? One of those it, ones in the water? I, yes. I oh, could not, in the water? I could not help myself. <laughs> do you myself. like that? I kind of do. Oh, my God. It gives it flavor. He yeah, was like getting does. ready to leave and the smell, and he looked at me, and I looked at him. <laughs> and He's like, you need a hot dog. And I went for it, and I sat on the stoop, and I FaceTimed Kathy Gordon. She goes, is that a hot dog in your hand? <laughs> I go, you know what it is? I don't think I'd had a hot dog in two years. Or yeah. Three years. Did you, how'd you feel after? Fine. <laughs> oh, fine. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. That's <laughs> always your question. <laughs> how did you feel after? Right. After. We have right. a lot of those conversations. I know. <laughs> I know. So, um, all right. Um, so dig in with us here. Like, okay. Um, so Emily and I have been working together for, I think it's about 14 months. Yeah. Right. A year and a half. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little more. Yeah. Um, so we met two years ago um, at a workout, and um, Emily hired me as her wellness coach, and right um, has had like the most insane transformation, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And I wanted to have you on to share your journey with our audience because chances are someone's listening with something in common with mm -hmm. you, you know. Right. And um, and I wanted you to share your story with us, and because I just think you're amazing. I'm honored. I am. Let it rip. There's okay. no there's no such thing as bad words either. You can oh, yeah. wow. you can say the F you can F bomb. Yeah. And the and like brand anything. Yeah, anything. Okay. Um, well, I uh was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in eight nineteen eighteen. Is that a war a time? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you look amazing, Em. <laughs> in uh, May 2018. of 2018. Okay. And my father had Parkinson's for about 12 years toward the end of his life, but he was much older when he was diagnosed. My presentation is considered very young. Um, 
And I, the only thing they tell you when you get diagnosed with Parkinson's is there's no cure. And that the only thing that might prolong your life or make your life more comfortable is exercise. And uh, they said anything. There's no one exercise, anything you enjoy that you will do. Um, and I, I had been a swimmer for a long time and I was really sick of it. And I knew I wasn't going to go back to swimming. I was in the Hamptons. I read Hamptons magazine, had a list of all the workouts in town. And I chose AKT, which is, they build it as a dance cardio, which sounded great to me. It fun and dancing and music. And I went and I fell in love with it. First class, I knew I was for the rest of my life. That's so great. Be going to AKT. It was, it was so, it was like a gift. And by the time I had been going for only like a week or two, I met Sarah there, somebody else. Um, was her halo crooked or was it straight? <laughs> was straight? Was her wing bent or? Nothing, no, okay. she's always perfect. Uh-huh. Um, but somebody else there had a daughter at my daughter's school. And that was how it happened. I talked to her and to Celia and um, Celia said, oh, Sarah just helped my sister lose 30 pounds. And that sounded good. And we just sat down on a bench and started talking. And I have to tell you, it never in a million years would have occurred to me previously to hire a wellness coach, to um, have somebody come into my life and tell me what to eat or do. Um, I'm just not that kind of person. I kind of shake off any advice like that. But, you know, Sarah was so clear about what she could offer and do and such a good listener um, that I it just felt right. I knew that I needed it because while I was throwing myself into AKT, food has always been a huge problem for me. And I told Sarah that I wanted to bring this up on this uh, program that I suffered from terrible, terrible food shaming and body shaming from my mother in growing up. And it's like still haunting me. I don't know if I'll ever shake it. And it makes food like this up and down experience for me. I'm either starving myself or I'm binging. Um, And that was what we talked about. And Sarah talked about evening that out. Um, And then we talked about some of the issues that would help with Parkinson's. One of the things, the other thing, the one other thing they tell you is besides exercise is leafy green vegetables. So that was, I left the doctor's office. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to eat some broccoli. I'm going to go for a run. <laughs> Wait, can I ask you a yeah, question? When when you're in the doctor's office, do they stress about the nutrition or getting a coach or send you anywhere like to learn about food and how it affects your body? Or do they just give you the leafy green pamphlet and say, go eat a bunch of spinach? It's more like that. You know, it's really interesting because I've talked obviously to a lot of people about DP since I was diagnosed. And Um, One of the things that you hear from people who aren't doctors is that the medical schools are almost hostile to the idea of wellness, alternative wellness, nutritional wellness. And um, I was just at the doctor's today, and the doctor that I was speaking to seemed really forward-thinking, or she's going to open a wellness center for Parkinson's. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And so I was talking to her about how I was coming here and about nutrition and how much I learned from Sarah and that maybe she and Sarah would talk someday. Great. Yeah. I feel Uh, like sometimes they, 
I don't know, I'm a little cynical mm-hmm. about the medical world. I just feel like yeah. maybe they don't want us to get better. I just think that there's an, you know, uh, they're not open to all the root cause, you know, and I think that Western medicine is driven by numbers and kickbacks from pharmaceutical companies. Right, right. And, you know, I had a C-section and I went to um, get some, uh, I ended up getting a staph infection for my C-section oh. and had an antibiotic, got a got vancomycin. And then I went in and there was also a prescription for Oxycontin. I'm like, but why? Oh, goodness. Like, I was just like, I never asked. For, I wasn't, I was, you I was doing Tylenol. Thing. I was good. Right. But my, my point is, it's just all about kickbacks. Right. So doctors aren't open to alternative. It makes me so angry right. how many cases I see. I mean, I deal with some people that um, ha- want to lose 10 pounds and that's great. And I deal with some people that are in a health crisis. Right. You know, um, Crohn's disease at 13 years old, mm-hmm. um, like awful, um, you know, issues and it's just there's never the Crohn's disease client who's 13 like they were putting them on insure and whey protein shakes the first thing that needs to be removed from that child's diet is dairy yeah it's just it makes me so angry but so are they they impressed with your with your journey um yeah I mean sure (laughs) they're they're happy about it I mean the doctor that I saw today the main thing that's that she was focused on two things. One is I suffer from migraines. So that's been true my whole life. And I used to get like any kind of opioid I wanted for right. migraines when I was in high school. Oh my gosh. I was already like smoking, you know, all the marijuana <laughs> in New York City. Um, so, um, but so now that they treat migraines now with Botox um, and it's actually really effective. It's one of the medical things that I don't, resent um but that's um now i can't remember what you asked me um you'd asked her about um if the doctors were impressed with your right. progress right so she was this doctor that i saw today she was more of a you know she had heard about you know like i said to her leafy green vegetables and she said oh of course and then i said and my wellness consultant also has taken me off dairy and she said oh you know really interesting you know mm-hmm. she felt it seemed like she was gonna look into that mm. the only doctor who's really taken an interest in my weight loss is my gp which is weird because i only see him once a year for a checkup or if i get like a sinus infection but i when i i was before i even met sarah i was even heavier and i saw him for a checkup and he said i always hear these words in my head the weight has to come off <laughs> 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 and thank you for sending me out into the world with those words. Right. No advice. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Swim. Right. <laughs> so but he when I went back for my next checkup, he was like, oh, wow, you did it. And and then he said, right. how did you do it? And I said, diet and exercise, um, you know, which you feel so stupid saying, but, yeah. you know, get control of yourself, which is, a, you know, what, that's not Sarah's message because she's so gentle and respectful yes. of her clients. But at the same time, that is her message. Mm-hmm. You Tough know? love. She Tough has love. great delivery. She, she Thanks, does. for sure. She does. Wow, so, so that's really, what, it, what is your next physical goal for yourself? Like you've already kind of hit one goal, yeah. right? So yeah. where do you see yourself uh, setting the next marker? Well, one of the talking points that Jen sent me um, was about, 
uh, how has the, the diagnosis affected my life. And I have to say that, I mean, sadly, I mean, this is really hard, but it's staying alive and fun- functioning for as long as possible for my children who are now 17 and 14. And I just, you know, I mean, I had an unbelievable scene with my 17-year-old daughter where I wasn't seeing a therapist and she broke down and said, I can't believe you're not taking care of yourself for us. And a therapist is part of that. And, you know, we just had, I mean, we really had like, she was bawling and, you know, I don't want you to die. And I was saying, I'm always going to be your mommy. I'm always, you know, so that's, you know, as long as I can go not in a wheelchair, not with walkers, you know, just like me exercising, being strong, looking strong, talking about being strong for them is my biggest goal for sure. They must be so happy with your progress too. Yeah, they're great about it. Do they go to the workouts with you ever? They never do. I've (laughs) tried to get my daughter to go. She's a very unusual person. She's, first of all, she's gay and she's was very comfortable with being gay starting when she was in eighth grade, but she's now thinking about having trans feelings and that's kind of different, you know? Wow. I don't know if any of you have ever dealt with that. Well, she's born in the time of the world where it's it's okay to have those feelings and there's, there are so many answers for that. Right. And we try and be supportive. It's hard for us too. Um, But anyway, the point of all of that is that she's, big and she likes it like she doesn't want anyone to tell her different and so she doesn't really exercise which is too bad because it's not healthy for her does she like music that um she loves music yeah well i'm a lesbian tomboy that teaches a pretty killer soul cycle class (laughs) with good music and i feel like right next to your house i feel like you guys should Come rock it oh, out. Maybe we should just come for together. fun. Well, it's just basically a party. I mean, uh-huh. you can sit in the, you can spin in the back and just have a great time and do your own thing. Uh-huh. You know, also, I just... feel like my class is meant for people that really don't like to exercise, right? Because we don't really talk about what we're doing when we're exercising in there. Uh-huh. We just jam to the music right. and move our bodies, and every person in there is connected to fun. Uh huh. So it's it's I'm a great I'm gonna place. I'm going to fall off the bike. You definitely will not. <laughs> That's my you definitely will not. I'll ride I, next to you. I have some okay. pretty amazing students that well, are. You should hold a like a mother daughter class or mother child yeah. class. Yeah. Or a well, this weekend I have two class. classes that are later in the afternoon, so maybe that might work for you. I'm going to the Hamptons. <laughs> All right. But next time. She is, she's in the Hamptons every second she can get yeah. there. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my so happy, happy, place. Happy, place. happy place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So she, um, so my daughter, you know, she's, excited about my you know be she can tell that I am trying to be there for her and that I'm doing this journey this journey with Sarah Sarah has introduced a private chef into our lives and great the kids are fascinated by it so which is great because <laughs> my son eats skirt steak and rice every single night for dinner and so this has brought a little variety into his world so I mean the reason that my daughter and my son are the way they are as far as food and body size is that when they were born that was what I vowed never to make them feel the way my mother made me feel mm-hmm. even I guess talking with you Sarah at the expense of their health maybe I just can't I right. can't say 
don't eat. I mean, my mother used to take food off my plate. And right. So I just can't. That's hard. You know. Yeah. So. Well, they'll at some point get to a point in their lives where they can emotion, where they can choose for their health, right? right? There'll be an awareness at some point of, okay, I want to lose some weight or I want to feel healthier. Or I don't feel good when I eat this. Right. But at least you're allowing them the emotional freedom around food. Right. Right. Which is what you weren't really allowed when you were growing up. Right. And it, I think the, you know, the downfall of that is even more intense than something that would be, you know, from just letting them eat healthy food. Also right. with the new chef, maybe they'll see her results and kind of, you know, know that that's going to make them healthy also. Yeah. Yeah. This chef's kind of amazing. He's like, he's literally a, from heaven. We, <laughs> we interviewed a lot of people and he, everything is gluten-free, dairy-free, um, very, very low sugar. I mean, the only sugar that we put into Emily's meals really is, in the form of like a berries or um, we might do a little because it's like apple and pear season, like some roasted apples in a salad or something like that. But right. for the most part, it is she calls me. She's like, am I really allowed to eat this? And I'm like, you are. Yeah. Eat <laughs> it uh, and smile and, and love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. So yeah. since you're on the way, which is our podcast. Yes. Talk to us about your way that you've kind of found over the last year and a half, right? So like when I met you, right, we were on that park bench and you were in a massive binge cycle. Right. So you were consuming like anywhere between two and 3,000 calories after eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And Emily has this uncanny ability. Well, first of all, you're just a lover of everything, life, <laughs> you know, music, food, like you just, you're not ever going to be like the appetizer girl. Like you want to sink your teeth into a steak. And mm -hmm. I love that about you. And so sometimes I always say like, what makes you good makes you bad. Right. right. So like, that's also not a great quality because you could actually nail like an entire pizza by herself for sure like without any issue Get it. she can what? take it down yeah she used right? to maybe she used to well, so well, I, no i would if i could <laughs> I well she always can't. yeah she always says she's like i just really want to eat not just like one uh cinnamon bun but like the whole box yeah. and i'm like you're not gonna feel good she's like no i, I would feel good I would. i'm like all right <laughs> <laughs> i always say like you know when you like a song and like you can't hear it enough times like you play it so many times in a row because you almost don't know it until you've heard it like 50 times. Mm -hmm. I, that's how I feel about like cupcakes. Like I have to eat like 20 to taste it. You used to have to eat I it. used to. <laughs> I would you if used to be that wasn't way. here. <laughs> she'll go through times where she'll be like, all right. Uh, so it wasn't a great weekend and I'm like, oh, so what, so what do we do? And you know, and then you're like, but I actually do feel really gross now, which is a good thing. Yeah. Like you've gotten to the point where you feel so good that when you do stuff like that, you don't feel good anymore. Right. Whereas there is maybe not that recognition before right? because you were in it and you were mm -hmm. in those binge cycles and you were, you know, and, and. I think it's, you've come so far. Yeah. Are you more connected to the Emily today than you were connected to the Emily of yesterday? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just totally, my life is so much better. And so many ways I was thinking getting dressed today, I was thinking like, oh my God, I finally look the way I've always wanted to look. And 
Well, you're you rocking know. a great outfit today. Sarah you're, and I are both going to buy that leather jacket. <laughs> We're going to go buy your jacket. We're going to go get our hair done with your person. <laughs> I'm getting those necklaces. <laughs> so you kind of reinvented yourself. I did. I reinvented myself and I, I just feel, I mean, I get... I feel so much support from Sarah, even when we're not in touch. I feel like, I mean, Sarah's keeping me from binging in mentally, you know. Um, but I do, I feel uh, so much more, I feel more permission to sort of be myself and be in the world. And, you know, I have a lot of, you know, self-esteem stuff left over from being a kid. And I've been clinging to it my whole Life, I'm not someone who, you know, went to therapy and came out saying, like, I'm good now. <laughs> like, I once told a shrink that I wore my low self-esteem like a blanket wrapped around me. So that's a pretty common thing. Everybody, I mean, I, I try to take all of your thoughts and just normalize them because we all have them. Mm -hmm. I mean, every single person that walks into their home for Thanksgiving dinner with their family, there's some food issues going on in mm -hmm. some way, shape or form, whether it's you or your siblings or your, right? Like it's just, I think life. Right. And what you said recently, which is like huge growth is that you you know, you said I was really hungry and I started eating and then I was like, I'm full. Right. And there was a point two years ago where you said, I don't know what full feels like. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't actually know if you said, have, have you had enough? I would always say never. Right. And finally you recognized in your body what that full feeling was. Yeah, absolutely. And that's huge. Yeah. More how, and more. How has that, how has your new body affected like the way you work? Because I know you're, are you, you're a writer, right? I'm a writer, yeah. Do you feel like you're writing with more physical passion and focus now that you are in this new kind of lighter physical state? I, I'm not sure about that. I mean, I'm really lazy when I write. I, you know, write to the chagrin of my physical therapist. I write slumped on the couch like this so uh <laughs> on a laptop on a laptop and so i i i, I don't think i've got a good phys i'm sure i'm going to end up with carpal tunnel i <laughs> don't think i have a good relationship to the physical act of writing the mental act of it uh, is hard for me too i just i was in a writing class for a long time and i was trying to write a novel a young adult novel i write like very um, sexy writing, like very lot of sex. You're like the Judy Bloom of our time. I try to be, and that's I'm great. Definitely inspired by her. Yeah, and, and actually, I was working on a novel where uh, there was like a sort of perfect couple, like king, like cheerleader queen and football yeah. king in California, and then she is seduced by another girl. And the Hulk good comes one. undone. That's a good one. <laughs> that was the story of my life in high school. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That I'll was that fair maybe, maybe I need to interview you. You should. <laughs> I have some great gay high school stories because oh, I've been awesome. out since I'm 15, uh -huh. 14 and a half. Right. End of eighth grade. But yeah. Just and that like was, but that was in the 80s. Right. So that's so when this is set in the 80s. I'm going to be 52 in April. Uh huh. So. You know, there, that wow. was like when you were in, thank you, when you're in the closet back then was pretty much where you were allowed to be gay. Mm. Today's yeah. a different story. That's right. Out and proud. 
Yeah. Well, wait, we veered away from your way. Oh, okay. So no your your way. So, um, okay. Take us through an average day. Take maybe? us through like an average Emily day. Okay. Um, okay. So I wake up at early to make sure my son wakes up because he doesn't. And then what time is that? It's uh, it's seven, which I'm sure is not early for you guys, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're like two hours. Seven is like sleeping in for us. <laughs> <laughs> we're five a.m.ers over here. Uh, I thought I know you are because yeah. of Christian. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So well, I wake up at seven because my son has to get out of the house by seven thirty, and he never does. So, um. And then um. It depends on I. I, so I go to AKT almost every day. I go at least five days out of seven, sometimes six, if I can. Um, and just depends on what time my class is. If my class is at nine, then, you know, I drink my water. And <laughs> I have my breakfast, which was berries and almond milk, but I've switched to the Ezekiel muffin with almond butter lately. Um, so I eat that. <laughs> And then I walk over to AKT and I'm, I love it there so much. It's like a home away from home to me. It sounds like you're a staple over there. I'm, I'm in love with everyone there. I actually am so embarrassed. Don't, if Colleen's going to listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Colleen's her personal trainer. She's my personal trainer. She's amazing. I'm in love with her. (laughs) She probably could convert me. I have to say. (laughs) Um, And she, uh, so if I have a, uh, I, so I'm in love with her and I'm in love with everybody there. They're just also, you know, the whole ethos of the place is we're all friends where we know your name. And, Community. You know, yeah. It's great. So I love it there. I go there. I hang out for a while, have my class or my training session, come home, shower. And then I just have different things. I have to see so many doctors, you know, I'm bipolar. I have Parkinson's. I see physical therapist, um, so in the afternoon, that's a lot of what I'm doing. And then I try to be home for my son. My son is in a really fragile state right now. He just started high school at a new school. And he's really like, he calls me when he's leaving. He calls me when he gets out of the subway. And then he walks through the door and it's mommy, mommy, mommy. Even though, I mean, he's 14, but still, you know, in this yeah. place. and. Um, so that, so I try to be home on time for him and in the evening, to be totally honest, I really don't do anything. I mean, I, I write, um, especially if I've had an idea during the day, the kids are watching TV or working. Um, and then we have dinner. My husband comes home at, you know, eight thirty. We, so we eat eight thirty nine. I go to bed. I try, I've been trying now to go to bed at 11. Um, which is which, an improvement and huge improvement. <laughs> it used to be like 1 a.m. I'm like, mm, yeah. we're gonna do, we're done with that. Are you a TV watcher? <laughs> I'm a huge TV watcher. What and are your shows? Just, she like, used to eat a lot of cookies crap. in her bed too. I just, I <laughs> I'm telling to all your secrets. I know. She's like, I want to get in my bed like a lot of cookies or chocolate and just eat and watch TV. Oh, I'm like, so uh, sounds awesome, but we're gonna change that up. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good when it lasted. <laughs> I loved it. Those are the days. <laughs> um, my shows are just total crap. I actually am like, not, I've like the gen, this gen, the millennials have left me behind. Like I'm still watching cable TV, repeats of dumb ass sitcoms. <laughs> my favorite show. <laughs> it's so humiliated to admit 
is much worse than Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Like, <laughs> um, King of Queens, which I oh, you wow. like. <laughs> I love. You know, it is a good show, I have to say. Aha. Uh-huh. It is, it is so a good show. He's a really good much. physical comedian, which is what you have to appreciate. And then she's a, she's really also it's a really interesting show to watch because she gains and loses weight all the time. I guess because she was having children, but um and it to me it's I'm obsessed with that mm-hmm. kind of thing, like how it changes her looks and stuff like that. Anyway, that's my favorite show. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> and uh I, I, I don't even know what else I watch. I watch like weird... Any Netflix stuff. Um Yeah. Well I watched Big Little Lies. I watched um well I love actually my favorite T V show that I'm actually re watching because I love it so much is Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah. That's I, a good I one. I never yeah. watched one episode of it's that. It's a good no, one. It's, it's really good. I feel bad. You would like it actually, I think. I it's think. about the coach, the football coach. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's really it about that. his wife. Yeah, right. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, well, that's a busy day. It's a good way. Yeah, it's a and it's, a busy life. It's not. It it feels busy when I'm in it. But to be honest, I know that other people spend their lives doing, you know, a lot more, you know, stuff that feels like work. And um, so sometimes I actually feel guilty about it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think since I got sick is when it started, I started to kind of let go of stuff that was more busy. I think I feel like what I do now is deal with my Parkinson's. So I feel like you could be a beacon of hope to oh. people who get that diagnosis. Well, how old you, were you when you got the diagnosis? I was 54, 53, So, 54. I mean, I just feel like Sarah and I were talking about this earlier, like you can go down many paths when you get that diagnosis and yeah. it sounds to me like you got on the horse grabbed the reins and like went toward the healthy option yeah and more people need to hear which is why i'm so happy yeah. that you're here today oh, to share that you. well you got a diagnosis right lost 45 pounds and right. got into the best shape of your life right like that's All true pretty badass <laughs> it really is it it's was kind good. of amazing i mean you took it and flipped it on its head yeah um it's really remarkable and you're and you're getting physically stronger, right? So like yeah. that's one of the things that has been neat to watch is like Emily, obviously, you know, a result of the Parkinson's is the is shaking. Right. But you're not shaking like you used to. Yeah. It's it comes and goes, but that's true. It's like if I just go like that, well mm-hmm. you can see it. But um it's not it's an it definitely comes and goes. Mm-hmm. So, based yeah. on how much sugar you might have in your body uh-huh. too awesome. she doesn't have any of that sh- <laughs> i like got this halloween like oh no we gotta talk about that <laughs> that was just a dream <laughs> emily gave me the best love pet name i've ever heard somebody call me oh yeah she said oh shoot i forgot it what? again i have a oh, okay. present for you she calls me her fairy godmother yeah. and she says that i just wave my wand over her and go bibbity bobbity boo <laughs> it's true it's true i mean <laughs> I, I, when we came back from the summer i had gained 10 pounds on an insane binge like yeah I don't even know if I'll ever revisit a binge like that again. Right. It was you those won't. cinnamon was rolls a, from Round Swan. Or it from, was the uh, Bread And the cookies from Levan. Levan. That, She'd have like three yeah. or four. Well, I live next door to Levan. Uh, That's yeah. right. Yeah. Which it's is awful. Bad. It, but I, I've only been there twice since it opened. And wow. That's it. 
It hasn't That's been open it. very long. No, it's a month. <laughs> and so I came back and I had gained 10 pounds and I was like, it's water weight. Everybody calls it water weight. And Sarah said, no, it's weight. <laughs> Drop the I mic. Said, I said, I was like, well, I mean, it would have been had you not done like all of that. Right. That's just not bloat. That's we got some LBs to get off now. Let's do it. Yeah. But here's the thing about that, I think. OK, I went to Europe for summer, like on vacation, and I gained 12 pounds oh. and I'm a tall, slender person. But it happens to everyone, mm-hmm. even fit people right. gain 10 to 12 pounds. Right. Like it's not like, oh, all of a sudden it's over. Like mm. this is just the ebb and flow of life sometimes. Right. And I always just say, if you get to that 10 and your pants fit weird, like come back. You right. just mm-hmm. never go past that ever, yeah. like yeah. ever again. None well, you got, you were, you got on it. I got, so that's what I was, yeah, I was starting to say. And then I lost five. And then I had five to go, obviously. And that was when I kept, I called you like every day. I was like, it's still 138. <laughs> hotline, still the five pound hotline. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, everybody. I got to pick this call up. And that last five is so That's annoying so to get annoying. off. But for me, but the I, fasting, the, the intermittent fasting will like uh-huh. handle that. I guess that's what you should, guys should talk more about that. Cause I'm not sure I ever understood it totally, but I just was like, fuck it. Like I get it. Like. I have to lose this weight. Like, right. You have to work. There's no wand. Like, right. <laughs> there's no I wand. am the wand. <laughs> right. You got to work. Yeah. And that was really a good experience to me. Not just because I lost the five pounds, but also I feel in control. Yes. More than I did before. I feel like it's more my body and, you know, maybe I'll eat some Halloween candy and then I won't right. eat any shit for, right. you know, two there weeks you go. after that. Balance. Yeah. Yep. That's huge because the old you would have gone into a spiral and it would have been a 30 pound later conversation. Right. But you pulled yourself out of it. Yeah. No, I, it definitely, it definitely meant so much to me to just buckle down and lose that weight myself. Mm -hmm. It's really important. It's amazing. Self-control is the best control. (laughs) One of the things I think, um, that is like your biggest kind of helper throughout all of this is your relationship with your husband. Mm. He is just the most unbelievable, supportive. You're just really lucky. Your family life is really, really good. It is. And I love, it's true. I really, we've been married 27 years. Um, and he's, my husband is dreamy. He really is. He's, um, did I, I didn't tell you that he came to um, circuit. He did? Last weekend. Circuit is one of the workouts that AKT has. That's really cute. Isn't it so cute? How did he do? He did great. He did. He's, he, we, we were leaving and he was like, oh, the triceps part is really hard. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You're you're like, I do this every day. (laughs) Yeah. So that was really cute. cute. I hope he comes back. He's very out of shape. I talked to you about that. Like he's very... He has like noodle arms and yeah. kind of like getting that 50 year old gut. And <laughs> I wish he would do something about all that. But whatever. He is an absolute doll. He has said yes to um, the cost of any piece of this process, you know, starting with Sarah, you know, and AKT, like join as an executive member, like whatever you want. And um, which is, I mean, of course, we're so lucky that we can do all of that. But I'm so lucky that, you know, my husband gets it and um, 
when I was bipolar, when I was, I had a very, very severe manic episode. That was how it first presented. That was when I was, um, was maybe it was 15 years ago. And anyway, he took care of me during that, but that was bad. Like that was a really hard time and a hard thing for him to take care of. But this has been the opposite. Like he's just, he comes to every doctor's appointment. He's Oh, Fantastic. Saint. Yeah. Yes. And I wonder guys, if his halo is crooked this morning. <laughs> He's amazing. And you guys still kiss and have a cute, gotta keep it hot. Life gotta too. keep it hot. It's really we nice. Do. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. nice for our audience to hear that that is also possible despite all the challenges you're facing. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And you must love your hot new bod. <laughs> that's not, <laughs> he does. that's not bad Whoa. either. <laughs> the way after dark. <laughs> <laughs> the way X. What an inspirational yeah. moment. That was really, thank you for sharing your story. Oh, God, thank you for asking. It's really nice to have you today. Thank you. Yeah. It was great to thank be here. Thank you for being here. Wow. I mean, Emily Cohen. I want her to be my friend. Is that weird? No, because she's my friend and she's amazing. She is. <laughs> she was the client first and now I'm like, you're, she's one of my favorite people. I mean, I just, I'm so blown away by, mm -hmm. by her. Mm -hmm. Everything about her life mm -hmm. and she didn't really get into a lot of it but like talk about coming from behind and like just freaking nailing it mm -hmm. that's so cool and nothing is a roadblock you know she's like i'm bipolar she's like when she talks to me about her manic episodes it is i mean it's i it's mind-boggling because i've never dealt with anything like that but right. for her to go into her manic episodes um, you know, they, a manic episode is, is um, brought on by the nighttime. So that's when you start to become manic. I feel like we should have her on again to talk about bipolar stuff. She totally could. Yeah. She's, she's an open book. And I, you know, that's why I wanted her on here to help other people that are listening that have some sort of obstacle that they're facing. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be an obstacle. So she looks amazing. I mean, she's done 45 pounds. You know, in the I wanted to say um, on her sort of diet plan, the first thing I did was put her on a ketogenic diet. Um, I pulled her off of all sugar. So what started to happen was she started losing too much weight. No and way. She, and she started, um, she started actually losing muscle mass and she started um, having not a lot of energy. So I started putting her on complex carbohydrates in the mornings before her workouts. And it was a game changer. Changer. Wow. Combined, like, like what basic things? Did so you like have her eat? Ezekiel toast. Like I have her do an English muffin, which is 16 carbohydrates. So I have her do half, which is eight grams of carbs. I'm shocked that she has the discipline to do half. She does. When I give her rules, she loves rules. Well, she wants you to be proud of her. She want yeah, she wants she said I'm the voice I'm the constant voice in her head. But that's which is kind of an honor actually. That's to the goal. think that she, you know, thinks like that about our relationship. Um so yeah, she um so I just want to be clear about that because for um you know, Parkinson's, it's I, it's a highly recommended ketogenic diet. It was a lot of protein, a lot of fat, um, incorporating leafy greens, vegetables. I mean, she used to only eat red peppers and I'm like, we're gonna start to eat <laughs> like other vegetables than peppers because peppers are great, but they also are kind of high in sugar and a little more starchy. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so just, I want the audience to know, like at first it was a hardcore ketogenic diet. And then I moved her as she kind of, um, I was like, couldn't believe that we were getting 
we're losing too much weight and her energy was depleted in her workouts. And I, I, I work in tandem with her trainers. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, we're going to give her some complex carbs. Even sometimes I would give her simple carbs like berries, but add in a fat, um, like coconut milk and maybe some hemp seeds just to give her something to burn off during the workout. Right. And then that enabled her to lift heavier weights and have more dynamic movements during the workout. Also, I love that she just took on AKT because that's no joke. No. And she just intimidating all those people and they know how to do it. Yep. And she doesn't give a shit. She's she's in that room and she's she has a zero fucks attitude, which is so good attitude. And I have so much respect, respect for her. Like in those classes, if she can't do it, she just doesn't give up. I feel like she could be a stand up comic. You know, like she's got such a really dry. Yeah. And she really takes, you know, this is what I love about you know, standing in your rigorous truth when you have had addiction or, you know, so it took me a long time to be able to say that publicly without like shaking a little bit or get it. My face would get hot. She just like rolled it off. Like, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. bipolar. So blah, blah, blah. Like no big deal. It's not a roadblock for her. No, it's just her reality. can learn from that manages. Like it is people. Yeah. Whatever you have is what you have and just own it. Yeah. So Emily Cohen, love her. She'll be back. Thank you so much for listening to The Way. For more information on brands we're loving and products we mention, check out our website at thewaynyc.com. Yes. Yes.